You're listening to The Outfield with Eddie Robinson on Sirius XM OutQ. We had you on the show last time because of you had you know on your radar these two NFL veteran players who you had reached out to and said that they were gay. Said that they wanted to make it um, they they wanted to make it public but didn't want to because they were afraid that the media would make a huge deal out of it. Have you heard anything on that? What more can you tell us from your perspective, your thoughts right now as to how these players are doing? I think they're both doing pretty well. One of them had a, had a pretty decent season this year. Uh, I, I think the thought process behind it is, is you know, mainly uh, they want to control the narrative. They want yeah. it to be on their terms, their timing, that kind of thing, and they don't want it to be this... Uh, uh, circus that the media kind of turns this into, you know, they don't want their families to be, uh, you know, to be uh, affected by the way the media treats this, which I, I, I get what they're saying. I, I think that, you know, we in media tend to cover that kind of thing uh, incorrectly rather than letting it be on their terms. We try to turn it into an our terms kind of, uh, you know, moment. This is a, you know, it, we, we want to cover it positively, but at the same time, we don't respect that, uh, it's their story to tell instead of turning it into our story about their story. And so, so I get it from that perspective. Uh, I, I hope uh, that we in media do a better job of, uh, you know, maybe engendering a better climate for that to happen going forward so that these guys don't have to live in secret. They can live the way that they want to live. What team was the other player on? You mentioned that the uh, one of them was from, from Denver. Was the other player from the Broncos as well? I, I don't think you mentioned that. No, it's, a, it's an AFC North team, and I don't want to get too specific because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to point people to something and be that guy, but uh, AFC North team was a different team. So it's not Denver that the other team, the other veteran player that was on, because you mentioned that the other Correct. one of the players was from uh, Denver. Now, you know, I, I spoke with um, – in a, in a recent interview that we had on the outfield, I spoke to Coach Curtin Miller. He's the one and only openly gay head coach in all of the four popular professional team sports in the United States. He's the new head coach of the WNBA's Connecticut Sun. And he told us that many of these athletes end up not coming out at all. And there you have it in terms of the cycle of silence and that continuing. And he believes that you know many people don't necessarily come out publicly because it offers up this component of their personal lives. What's private in their lives just needs to be private, you know? And it sounds like from what you described, uh, these players actually want to come out. They have a desire to come out. It's not really about them feeling as if they refuse or have no desire whatsoever to come out, which is really the case for many veteran players, even former players from years ago. Um, we've, ha we've had... Um, um, Ezra Tuallo on the show basically say, you know, he has neighbors and friends of his that will refuse who've played football, veteran players, played football years, years, years ago, but still refuse to come out. Um, and, and that's a, in my mind, that's a, almost a bit selfish in a way, but did those players have that mindset of actually wanting and having the desire to actually come out publicly? I wouldn't want to put words in anyone's mouth that that was the uh, the, the indication I seemed to get from it was that they they did desire to do that. It's just you know yeah. they they with and again I, it's so difficult for me to put myself in somebody's shoes there without having to deal with those obstacles. But you know the, they didn't want to. Uh, there were certain obstacles that they didn't want to put others that are close to them 
into, if that makes any sense to you, I guess. I, um, I, you know, I, I tried <laughs> in some of these conversations, yeah. I tried, you know, allaying fears and they made some good points to me about, you know, how we immediately cover, you know, a lot of this stuff. And uh, I've really kind of taken that to heart. I hope that uh, the way that I cover things now, hopefully, uh, you know, has gotten better and ma- or made it easier for people to be themselves. And, uh, you know, I just want to be an example for others, you know, in covering things like that. And I hope that uh, my hope is, is that going forward, uh, everybody feels that they can uh, they can be who they are when they want to be that rather than have to abide by some artificial construct or code that they think they have to live by because it's expected. So, um, Well, last question, question with, question. yeah, well, I think it could, with this last question here, what can the media do specifically in terms of lessons learned from your standpoint and moving forward? And perhaps there's someone at um, the National Lesbian and Gay Association who's listening to this and could very well be kind of like ears open. What can the media, and perhaps it's not even them, it's perhaps ESPN, it's perhaps Sports Illustrated, it's these you know, big conglomerate outlets and ABC News, CBS News. What can the media do to ensure that this doesn't become a hardcore circus similar to what went on with Michael Sam? I think the main thing is is that we're so in media we're so you know greedy for the story um, that maybe we lose uh, the the people involved in that story a lot of times you know uh, we we need to we need to be careful that our agenda and our desire to you know to get that story doesn't override the person telling the story uh, especially in a situation like this where uh, you know there there's a a humanity aspect to it. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys in, in sports journalism lose that because so much of quote-unquote sports journalism is about the game. Uh, and we look about it, we look at it from a numbers perspective and things like that, and we lose the humanity of it. So I think the, I think the main thing to remember is what is this person, uh, what is this story that I'm telling about? What is this person involved in the story trying to say? And how do I best convey their intent instead of worrying about my own? Let me tell their story, and the story will tell itself from there. I don't need to be a part of the story. And that's journalism 101, but it gets so lost in sports journalism these days. So, again, I think the main thing is, you know, let the, let the subject tell the story. Let that be the story. Don't try to become the story, the guy being the first one to break this, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can at least uh, dive further into this and I'm asking um, if you'd be open to it I think many times these leagues especially the NFL you know they want to do the right thing with you know athletes that come out and they're publicly out within the league within the team within you know the coaching staff and and that's exclusive to them but you know when they don't come out publicly when those athletes don't come out publicly and openly it can bring in a risk. It can bring a risk not only to that athlete because they may not get a paycheck or something, but they also run the risk of someone, you know, like you had mentioned earlier, someone else telling their own story. And so it's sometimes taken out of context, lost in translation. People don't know the real implications of what's at stake. Analysts start guessing. Pundits start overanalyzing. You know, media uh, writers lose track of what's really going on. So here you have two players here, Ben, and I want to find out from you before we let you go to help us make a difference here on the outfield, the first ever sports talk radio show for LGBT sports fans. I'm wondering if there is an opportunity 
for you to ask them, these two players, if they'd put together for us what we've called here on this show an, an audio player postcard. And it's a 10-minute digital journal, if you will. And you and Donnie can exchange emails and contacts. The engineers here at SiriusXM can disguise their voices. But would you be open to at least asking these two players, once the season is over, to do this? That athlete takes their smartphone, records a quick 5-10 minute journal of what's going on in their mind that needs to take place for them in order to move forward. Should we leave them alone? Should we offer them support? And I believe that there are so many outlets and, and areas where people want to support them. And I've never met a single athlete to come on our show to say, damn, I'm so, I, I hate that I came out. Why did I do that to myself? And so we're looking at support base here and we're coming from a space of support. And we're wondering if you would be open to provide, we've had uh, athletes gay and straight to do this for us. Pick up a smartphone, record a quick five, 10 minute journal of, and it's, it's sort of similar to what playerstribune.com is doing with regards to having stories with, their, with the, the athlete's voice. No journalist, no one, it's the athlete's voice themselves. But it's, you know, it's online. But expanding that concept here on the outfield and bringing it into, in terms of a digital space where we ask the athlete to put together an audio player postcard. Once the season is over, they can do this for our show. Would you be open to asking them to do that for us? Well, absolutely. Anything we can do to be, you know, to foster a better environment for everybody else, I'm always open to it. I will absolutely pass that along, and uh, we'll see what they say. Perfect. Ben, you've been amazing. Don't, don't, don't miss the, the outfield. outfield. Sundays, 11 a.m. East, 8 West on Sirius XM LQ.